Here we are once again. We are going live. We are going live. Let me get this set up here. Let me get this set up here. And today is the 29th of May. 29th of May. We are actually 10 a.m. 10 a.m. my time. Let me get this set up here. And we're going to shut that off. And just to let you know, we're coming back. Uh, we're coming uh, back for the attack. Back for the attack. And um, we're coming live again once from Oshawa. Oshawa. Durham region, southern Ontario, Canada. The nation of Canada in the continent of North America. We're back. We are back. We're back. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, brother. And uh, so... From the nation of Uganda, yes, the continent of Africa, uh, from the great city of Bujiri, not Bugiri, Bujiri. I found out from the other brother, Hazel Daniel, that it's Bujiri, not Bugiri, Bujiri. All right, so we're learning, we're learning, and uh, you got to learn this stuff. You know, if you're going to be a good missionary and you're going to minister to people when you come to their cities, stuff like that, you got to get some pronunciation, right? Anyhow, that's the way I see it. I'm a learner, and I want to learn as much as I can. Uh, even things in the natural. There's nothing wrong learning. Alex, brother Alex from Kisi, Kisi, uh, Kisi, Kenya. Kisi, Kenya. Yeah, so I want to learn things. You know, there's nothing wrong with learning things in the natural. You know, we get so spiritually sometimes uh, that we forget that we live on planet Earth. And uh, just to give you a perfect example before I get into this teaching, um, when I, good morning, brother, yeah, Kisi, are you in Kisi or are you in Nairobi today, uh, brother, Enoch? And um, I heard things are happening, not good things happening in Kisi right now. But anyhow, uh, when, I, uh, when I discovered uh, that I was going to Africa and, and not Europe, um, I needed to learn where Africa was. I didn't even know where Africa was. And so I got myself a big map and I realized I was very ignorant, very ignorant a lot of, about a lot of things, a lot of things. I was ignorant. And uh, so I'm a learner. I love to learn. So let's get on with this teaching here. I can go on and on and on. I don't want to do that. So this is live stream number 57. Like I said, today is the 29th. I believe I said, I think it is the 29th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Nairobi, planning to go back to Kisi. Oh, I heard there's a war in Kisi. I heard there's all kinds of turmoil. But anyhow, listen, I shouldn't say those things. Let's speak peace, peace over Kisi. All right. So um, we're going to get into this today a little bit. Uh, did the devil really make you do it or say that? You know, the devil made me do it. Uh, you know, you we hear that. We joke about it. The, the, the devil made me do it, right? And uh, sometimes you get a cartoon, you get the little angel on one side of the shoulder and the other side you got the devil, right? So, or is the devil the only one to be blamed for everything bad that is happening to us or in the world? Is the devil to blame for all of that? You know, and uh, I say no, I say no. So, and one of the main verses that those who think that the devil is the, the, the one who is um, causing chaos everywhere... It's just a devil. It's based upon Ephesians, a wrong understanding of Ephesians 6.12. All right, so Ephesians 6.12, the Amplified here says, 
For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly, supernatural, invisible realm or sphere. All right. So this is real. All right. And I need more revelation of this. Uh, but I know that we are surrounded by demons. We are surrounded by spirits. We're surrounded by fallen angels. Uh, also with good angels and all that. And it's up to us to walk by faith and not by sight. But I found it very interesting a few years ago that the Amplified here in, in brackets, it says that we're not contending only with physical opponents. Instead of saying that we're not contending with physical opponents at all. So I found that very interesting. And we have to unpack these verses. We have to interpret these verses in context with the context in context with the, the immediate context, absolutely, but also according to the whole counsel of God, because God is not going to say one thing in one epistle and say something else that uh, that contradicts what he said in, in uh, one epistle. No, no, no. He doesn't contradict himself. Like, like the Lord told Gary Carpenter, the word is like a huge tapestry. And even with the Old Testament, there's no contradictions. There just isn't. All right? It's our lack of understanding, proper understanding, of the Word of God. So I wrote here for my note regarding this title uh, of this teaching in Ephesians 6.12. Over the years, I've heard far too many times this verse pops up in conversations when it comes to the evil we see in the world. It always pops up, as well as the evil done towards people, including towards us, Christians. Uh, but is this what Paul really had in mind when he wrote this? Really? I don't think so. We must never build a doctrine around one single verse, but around the whole counsel of God. There you go. So note, according to the Amplified, this Amplified here, we are contending with flesh and blood, but not only flesh and blood, but as well as spiritual and invisible evil beings. And I need to look this up a little bit more into the Greek. All right. But we are not, we are not contending. We are not wrestling against only against, uh, evil spirits. We're not. And we're going to look at that a little bit today. Uh, so let's look at this, though, this reality that we are contending against evil spirits, against Satan. Very clear in the word. Uh, we have all kinds of references in the four Gospels, obviously, regarding Jesus as well as the disciples casting demons out of so many people. I mean, they were just going on and on every day casting out demons. Uh, as well as direct references to being people being influenced by demons, as well as the devil himself, all right? So I can just imagine how much damage the demons were doing to those they were possessing, but also to those around those who were possessed by the demons, all right? So you got a person who's demon-possessed, all right? So imagine he's doing damage to himself, but imagine what the kind of damage he's doing to the people around him. All right, and that's, we need to be conscious of that. So here are just a few verses, Matthew 12, 43 to 45. Uh, but when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man or woman, probably anthropos, it roams through dry, arid places in search of rest, but it does not find any. Then it says, I will go back to my house. Oh, demons speak? Yeah, they speak. From which I came out, and when it arrives, it finds the place unoccupied, meaning the Holy Spirit's not in there, swept, put in order, and decorated. <laughs> I tell you. 45. Then, ho oh, ho, it's not done. 
it, the demon, goes and brings with it seven other spirits. Not good. More wicked than itself. Oh boy, his buddies, <laughs> they're worse than what he is. All right? And then they go and make their home there. And the last condition of that man or woman becomes worse than his first condition. Scary stuff. Very serious stuff. Okay? We need to take this very seriously. All right? And let's not get flaky about it as charismatics. Let's not start seeing demons everywhere. All right? Norval Hayes said, you know, they asked him, do you see demons everywhere? He said, no. He says, I see, I see two demons everywhere, two demons behind every rock. Well, there's truth to that, but we got to be careful with that. We'll touch on that a little bit today. So Mark 5, 2 to 5, as soon as Jesus got out of the boat there, met him out of the tombs, wow, a man under the power of an unclean spirit. This man continually lived among the tombs. What a place to live, right? And no one could subdue him anymore, even with a chain. Wow. For he had been bound often with shackles for the, uh, for the feet and handcuffs, but the handcuffs of light chains he wrenched apart, wrenched apart, and the shackles he rubbed and ground together in broken pieces, and no one had strength enough to restrain or tame him. Wow. Huge. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he ha was always shrieking and screaming and beating and bruising, bruising and cutting himself with stones. I just want to say this. This is a quite a few years ago. Quite a few years ago, we had, we have a park behind our house. There's a park. And if there's a road and then past the road, there's another park with a creek with water running and it goes into the Lake Ontario. Well, I'll tell you, for the longest time, at night, in the middle of the night, we heard, well, I heard him anyhow, we heard the screamings, man, this guy, wasn't a woman, a guy's voice, in the in the woods there, because there's woods back there, at night, in the dark, just having these horrible sounds, I'll tell you, man, it was, it was freaky, and I thought back then that it said, this guy's got to have some kind of demons or something like that, you know, it is really awful to hear, you know. Let's move on to Luke 8, 2. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. All right. So probably the diseases had something to do with the evil spirits. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons, wow, had been expelled from her. Not good. Luke 22, 3. Uh, but then Satan entered into Judas. Really? Satan himself? Yeah. Satan himself entered Judas, called Iscariot who was one of the 12 apostles. Acts 5.3, this is very interesting here, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? Wow, this is a believer. This guy was a believer. All right, Satan filled your heart, didn't enter him, but he filled his heart that you should lie to and attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit, which you can't lie to the Holy Spirit, he knows. But anyhow, and should in violation of your promise withdraw secretly, and appropriate to your own use part of the price from the sale of the land. All right, so he gives credit. He gives credit to Satan himself. All right, filling his heart. All right, so let's move on here. First Timothy four one. But the Holy Spirit distinctly and expressly declares that in latter times some, not everybody, thank God, but some will turn away from the faith. Not good. These are believers. And how, how can you teach once saved, always saved? How, how can you teach that uh, eternal security with verses like this? They turned away from the faith, meaning they were in the faith at one time. 
giving attention to deluding and seducing spirits and doctrines that demons teach. All right, spirits, seducing spirits, deluding spirits, and doctrines that demons teach. All right, so here are verses, many more, many, many, many more, but here are specific verses regarding the activity and the influence of Satan himself, demons, which is what it says in Ephesians 6. Now, we were just read that, all right? Okay, but, but, there's always a but. My mom says that, and it's true. There's always a but. But what about what the Word says about the flesh? The flesh. What about the flesh? All right? Is it always demons? Is it always demons? Is there always a demon behind somebody getting killed, murdered, raped, or stealing, or whatever? Is there always a demon? I say no. But anyhow, we'll look at that too. But what about the flesh? The old man. All right? All right, so Matthew 18, 7, all right? Woe to the world for such temptations to sin and influences do, to do wrong. Wow, he didn't say to demons. He said to the world. Well, we know what the world, the world of the first Adam, the world of the flesh, those who walk in the flesh, they don't have the new nature. They got the old nature. They got the sin and death nature. They can't walk according to the new nature. And we got believers that walk, that have the new nature and they're walking according to the flesh. What a mess, right? Yeah, that's why we got to put off the old man. Uh, but woe to the person on whose account or by whom the temptation comes. So we know that the devil is called a tempter. But does all temptation come to, from the tempter himself? I say no. I say no. And we need to know the difference, right? Matthew eighteen fifteen. If your brother wrongs you, if your brother wrongs you, oh, he's got a demon. Does he? According to here, he don't have a demon. Go and show him his fault. All right. Didn't say go cast out the demon. Go show him his fault between you and him privately. If he listens to you, you have one back, your brother. So I said here, no, what kind of wrong or what kind of fault are we talking about here? All right. It could be anything from something very insignificant or to something very serious. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got a bit of a character. All right. And we're working on that with a lot of uh, fasting and different things like that. And, you know, I've done things, I've said things, and I've never, like, broken the law or anything like that. But even towards my own mother, I've done things, you know, that I regret. And I'm, I'm glad that it's only God that saw it or heard it, you know. But was it a demon? No, I, I don't believe it was a demon. It was my flesh. It was my old man. All right? All right. So Ephesians 4.22, this is a great one. I've, I've touched on this many times, but a little bit different context here. So here, strip yourself of your former nature or put off, uh, this is the Amplified, put off and discard your old unrenewed self, your old man. Yeah, we have an old man we need to get rid of, all right? We got to get rid of this old guy, all right? And to put on the new guy, uh, which characterized your previous manner of life and becomes corrupt through lusts and desires that spring from delusion. Wow. So, note, how much of what we see in society today is of this old man and not so much some demon, all right? So this was written to believers, to the saints, not to the unbelievers. So imagine the unbeliever. He's got no choice but to live according to his old man. So we see a lot of stuff happening today. Is it all demons? I say no, but we need to know the difference. And we're going to look at that. James 1, 
13 to 15, this is another great one regarding flesh, the flesh, the old man, carnality, worldliness, all right? Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, or even I am tempted of some devil. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted, each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires, not by some demon, by his own desires, wrong desires, and enticed. 15. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. He is writing to believers. He is writing to those who are born of the Spirit. He is writing to the saints. All right? Note, no mention of the devil, no mention of the tempter doing the tempting like we have in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 3, 5, which is specifically the tempter or the tempting one, according to the Greek, or Matthew 4, where Jesus when it was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the tempter, right, for 40 days. There we have specific reference to the tempter, right? Or, in other cases, to demons. Demons tempt. It's not just the devil who tempts people. Demons also tempt. They entice. But here it says, your own. It's, he's putting the finger, he's putting the onus on you and not some demon. It could be some demon. I'm not saying that. All right. James 1.21. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. Really? Are you really, are you really writing to saints? Yes, I'm writing to saints, James would say today. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word, the word of God, the word, the word, the word. They didn't have the word like we got it today. All right. We got no excuses. Which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your soul. No mention of some demon. All right. Uh, society as well as the church is full of uncleanness. Don't you think so? Of course. As well as wickedness. Yet there is no mention of some demon but an unsaved soul and unrenewed mind. All right. Because the soul is made up of the mind, the will, the emotions, all these different things like that. So I wrote here, walking in the flesh opens up all kinds of doors to demonic activity. That's for sure, of course. But there are many times where the flesh is dominating yet apart from any demons. And we need to know the difference, especially in light of what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 10, where it says to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. We need to discern, all right? If there's a demon, okay, the Holy Spirit will tell you if there's a demon or two or three, and he'll also tell you what kind of demons they are that you're dealing with. And he'll also tell you, if you listen to him and do what he tells you to do, he'll also to tell you how to deal with those demons or that demon. He'll tell you. He'll tell you all those things. That's what he's there for. That's one of the reasons he came to help us as our helper, to cast out demons, to set people free. So I wrote here, what about a verse like 1 Corinthians 5, 4 to 5? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, on the man who has committed such a deed, when you and my own spirit are met together with the power of our Lord Jesus. Five, you are to deliver this man over to Satan. Well, the guy who had, who had, who was having sexual relationship with his father's new wife. 
So that's incest, right? According to the, the right understanding of this. For physical discipline to destroy carnal lust and prompted him to incest. The Amplified uses the word incest here. That his spirit may yet be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. So it does not seem, it does not seem like the devil was the one who tempted the man to commit such a deed of incest, according to verse one. So if it was Satan, why would Paul say, I gave him over? I delivered this man over. Uh, you are to deliver this man over to Satan. So if Satan is the one who's tempting him to do these things, why would they say, why would Paul say, deliver this man over to Satan? No. And I don't understand this. Okay. I still don't get this. And uh, sometimes I don't like these verses, all right? But they're in there, and there's a right interpretation. And I don't teach on this stuff overall because I want to make sure that when I do teach it, I teach it right, okay? So anyhow, I wanted to make this very short. I got a lot of teachings coming up in the next uh, few weeks, a few months on uh, some uh, that's gonna on controversial uh, doctrines and different things like that. I'm going to be teaching on Romans 8:28. I'm going to be teaching on Luke 6:38, uh, a lot of things like that. How the how, over the, the the years we've taken some of these verses out of their proper context. All right, uh, that's part of my calling. That's part of being a reformer. That's part of being an apostle. That's part of being a defender of the faith. All right, so that is it for today. It was kind of short, but there's lots in there, and I could have went on and on. There's a lot of verses. Uh, pertaining to all of this, regarding the flesh, regarding demons, uh, all these different things like that. There's lots of verses in there, but just to give you something a little bit to um, to start getting you think a little bit differently when it comes to spiritual warfare, all right, and what the Word really has to say about all that, but in context with demons, the flesh. I just, I'd want to, I, and I want to add this. Uh, it just came to me now. Um, Dave Roberson, I learned a lot from this man. I, I, I got to meet him in 2008, and uh, he's, he's gone to be with the Lord, unfortunately, and uh, the Lord did not take him. And, um, but anyhow, he had a vision. Uh, he had a lot of visions uh, regarding uh, demons and Satan and principalities uh, because he was, being so, so, he was getting attacked so much because he was doing the right things. And anyhow, finally, the Lord gave him a vision. He saw the planet, the earth. And it was, it was just covered with darkness, darkness. And, and Dave said to the Lord, wow, that's, that's, that's warfare. That's demons. That's Satan. And the Lord said, no, it's not. Uh, he didn't say there was no demons or nothing like that. He said, no. He says, that's unrenewed minds. That's unsaved souls. There's darkness. Of course, an unrenewed mind is a darkened mind. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mind that is going to work against you. If you're not thinking the way God thinks, uh, you're, you've got wrong, uh, you got stinking thinking. You got wrong thinking. So, and that helped him understand a lot of things about spiritual warfare. So we have to be careful. We can't blame the devil for everything. But at the same time, if the devil is, is actively working in your life or he's trying to get into making an inroads into your life in some way, uh, some way, shape or form, we need to know about it and we need to know how to stop him. All right, so I got to go, and I want to thank you for your time. We'll be doing a lot of more teachings like this regarding this, because uh, this is right down my alley. I mean, uh, and I've got some good revelation on this, this kind of stuff. So anyhow, want to go, and I encourage everybody to keep on doing what they need to do to walk in the fullness of their sonship, 
in order and you will need to learn how to walk in the fullness of the faith of God and in the grace of God because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. Shalom and amen.